Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about if you can't flip this deal, <laughs> if you can't flip after this episode, nope. <laughs> we've got nothing, nothing left for you. This is, <laughs> it's, you know, um, you think, you think that you know someone after many, many, many years and many transactions and all the things that we do together. But Here it comes. now and then you come up with things and I even kind of take a step back and go, did not see that coming. Where did you get this? I actually got this title idea good. from another house flipping uh, podcast. It's hilarious. Because I think it's the funniest thing ever. This is good. You know, you know why? Here's why. Because Jill and I walk around the face of this planet oh. wondering and looking at ourselves going, well, I'm not sure why this is so complicated or why yeah. it's being made to be so complicated or, you know, and it just, and then when you, and whoever we're talking about, we ask about it. Yep. And they're like, oh, it is that easy? Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's my whole thing. I, I, uh, I look at it like, why isn't everybody doing this? You know, yeah. that's, that's reality. We all know the value. We all know what's possible. I mean, especially in some states like where we are right now in California, you know, we watch, everybody has a story. Everybody knows someone that made money in real estate. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, why doesn't everybody do it then? Before we get into the topic, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Jack asks, how many properties do you guys flip a month? So I'm sure that was a, just a generic, generic question out there. I don't know. Oh. Um, I think maybe it was just for, for us. You oh, I? I'm not sure. That's how could I took like, it anyway. Could be in there like, hey, community, how many are you guys doing? You know, like, yeah. I'm sure. I hope that's how it was taken. I hope everybody weighed in and, and said what they're doing. So, um, you know what's nice about this? Once you get the boots on the ground, you know, it's in limitless. place, then it's like you can do, you know, many a month because you have people out there doing the work for you and you're just kind of sitting back watching. It's like you're watching the... The dashboard, yeah, you know, and and seeing them open and close, and you could you could monitor what's hap- what's going on, and the way we do it now with a you know full time in house transaction coordinator that is actually not one of us, <laughs> which is a huge step in the right direction. <laughs> that makes it very easy to even do more deals. We do about one transaction a week per MSA, metropolitan, uh, metropolitan statistical area, like Phoenix metro area is one. And so, and it, it turns on and off based on how busy the the uh, boots on the ground are in that location, mm-hmm. or if we need to add one and, and all of that. So we're spending a tremendous amount of time updating our old rickety uh, CRM to accommodate more transactions. That's the only reason we're not pulling out the stops. It's from 2004. It's kind of it's funny. It's a SQL database, and I'm spending a lot of time changing it. I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like you for a second here. Hey, listener, remember, remember, <laughs> remember always having that computer on the other side of the office, or in your office, or maybe it was your computer that we could all hear because it's just yeah. so old and the fans just working so hard and everything. So we're upgrading from that. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's really what it is. To like what, like in the cloud. It's a server. I know. It sounds like it has respiratory issues. It does. Every day it's like. And you're, as you're using it, you're like, please don't die. Please don't die. There's so yeah. much on there. Please don't die. 
<laughs> well, it's a little, a little more complicated than that, but it's interesting to hear your perception on that, Thank Joe. you. <laughs> Today's topic, if you can't flip after this episode, we've got nothing for you. This is why you're listening. Here's what I mean by this. Okay. There's people in this planet who, for whatever reason, put prefer to put obstacles in front of themselves so that they don't have to do stuff or don't have to really see it all the way through or whatever. Those are also called commitment issues, too. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of ways. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. There's a lot of things, a lot of reasons why people do stuff. I don't pretend to even understand it. I do know this, that if you have it in your mind that you want to buy and sell houses and you're not a, re- you're not a renovator and you're not a landlord, I'm describing myself right now. <laughs> This is how you do it. You send a bunch of offers out to owners that are priced correctly and a very predictable and consistent number are gonna come back and you're gonna buy property based on the, those numbers. Okay. It goes up a little bit and down a little bit, but not very much. So that's it. Everything else after that is developing simple systems for you to move this property through the stages of acquisition and sale. Well, that's great, Steve. <laughs> Once again, you're making it sound easy. It is because easy. I, but I want to add one thing because this is because I think that if if I were listening for the first time to you, I'd be going, "Well, that's great. You make it sound so easy, right? Why, how do you know it's going to work that way? Because you're not only picking markets that you know because of data that it's going to go that way. You're not messing with markets that nothing has sold in for the last three years, or it's just a community, or it's a retirement community, and they only buy in the summer, and you know you're gonna have to sit and hold things for six months, you know? Well, it's not hard when you learn and have access to the data, get in and just figure out where are the hot markets, and not just what you hear and what you think and you read in the paper, but you have hard facts with data, and you're pitting in your MSA the top 10 zip codes in that area, and now you're really getting strategic to the two that really shine, that, it's important for me to point out that that's why we're saying this is easy. You really know, and that's what we do. Let me uh, oversimplify again. On websites like Realtor.com, they pull all the statistics. Realtor.com is a culmination of all the, the 300 or so MLSs in the country. And so they, and they concoct all, uh, data reports constantly. You have access to this stuff. It's free. Mm. So the data makes a decision for you. So they can, for instance, they can see which MSA uh, properties, which MSA has been clicked on the most by uh, users. And so let's say, and I know for, I just looked this up. In Arizona, it's Chandler, uh, the city of Chandler. So, all right, that's a good indication. Now I'm going to make a data-driven decision. I got the data on where to send mail. I'm going to go look up all the zip codes in, in uh, Chandler, put them against each other, see which one's got the lowest DOM. Okay, great. I've got a handful of zip codes that really make sense. Let's take it a little step further. And this one step after step after step, the data makes all the decisions for you. That's it. And you don't, I mean, what do you think? Do you have to be like a data analyst nerd to really get it? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I know that's not the answer you want. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I wasn't born a data analyst nerd. Well, you have me. That's uh, true. But I understand it, though, too. You can teach me. I, I, get the, I get the gist of it. You know what it is? I think the difference is, this is a good, I'm glad we're bringing this up. 
You love it. I don't love it. For you, it's fun. For me, I can I can do it not as well as you clearly, but I can I can get through it and it's painful. But what I do have is the stuff that you don't like, too. So then it comes to when it comes to the sales part, then we reverse. You yeah, know, then yeah, I'm like, I shine there. Like you're a rainmaker. When they there. finally call in, when they call in, they do want to sell. Like that's where I shine. It's no no problem. I mean, what's more fun than taking a look at, at a ton of data? Realizing that zip code 85258, for example, is the clear place to send out a bunch of offers to owners because of all the statistics that you've compiled. That's like cheating. It is. If you did that on a stock market, oh, you would yeah. go to jail. Yeah. It's inside information. You would go to prison. In real estate, it's totally encouraged. Yep. It's true. So there's, you know, and we teach all this stuff. So that's why, that's, it was that... Now you know why I wrote this title. Yeah. <laughs> if we have to, con- and, I, and we can go on for hours, Jill and yeah. I, on this exact, like, take it through the sales process, because she applies data to sales and the whole thing, and there's a, a real easy way I to do. see who's going to buy this house. Uh, I do. Very, very serious, fi- less than five-minute data-driven indicators to who see who's going to buy the house right before you even close on it. Exactly. In my opinion. So she says she's not a data geek, geek but she is. I guess I do look at it. I guess you're right. You know what? But I just look at different data. That's a good point. That's I, look at the, I look at the sales well data. I look at what what days people usually are more responsive. Um, how much time? And some of it's not just what I've learned, but it's my personal experience into data because I've got a lot of transactions under my belt now too, thanks to you. But I look at. I know when how much time needs to pass when I you know hang up the phone, let them think about it. Here they come, you know, I, but I do study that too. You know, we cut our teeth, if you know us from the Land Academy show, we've cut our teeth for years and years on land, yeah. buying and selling land. And But the whole time, Jill and I have been buying and selling houses. We just never really talked about it. And until recently, we didn't realize, I didn't realize how special our approach was to buying and selling uh, houses. And it's built off of that land pr- platform. Mm-hmm. So we decided to list land academy and what we're finding is that the t- same type of data house geeks, academy yeah house well, academy. sorry oh. house academy yeah the same type of data geeks are joining house academy as uh the land people which so it really tells me that there's a special kind of person that joins our group anybody mm-hmm. can join but it's a special kind of person typically that has some type of analytical background whether it's finance or aerospace or something or something like that somebody just joined our group Who's a, a land acquisition, former land acquisition person for a home builder, a large mm-hmm. home builder? They're buying uh, agricultural land farms and stuff and converting it into subdivision property. So, this is a very logical step for them. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, really, really, really exciting to see this unfold. And it's such a logical extension, I think, yeah. for buying and selling land. I agree. And it's a lot easier. I, I'm going to be real honest here buying and selling houses. It's true. I think. Is there's benefits to both, right? But there's it's so much easier from a pricing standpoint because everybody understands houses, right? Well, there's more data available too, more comps. They're 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 more reported, more accurately reported and recorded than a lot of land transactions. So that makes it easier. And uh, you know, post office based mail gets a bad rap in this industry. Let's face it. People, a lot of people veer away from it because they're not doing it right. They're not actually sending offers. They're just sending letters of interest, and it doesn't work. Exactly. Join us next time for the episode called The Gold is in the Follow-Up. 
and we answer your questions, post it on our online community. It is at houseacademy.com and it is free. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. I get overexcited. You do? I get uh, heated up, let's say. Oh, yeah, you do get heated up. <laughs> I'm like, let's define that. Overexcited is one thing. Heated up is a whole nother thing. I've seen both, and I know which one I prefer. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, every once in a while, something happens when Joe and I are both present, and we... We both look at each other and go, wait a minute. Yeah. No one, nobody understands this. And it yeah. usually is, has nothing to do with our business or anything. But for whatever reason, Jill, you know, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. You and I just don't have to explain anything to each other. For That's some true. reason, we like, you just, uh, I don't know, we're just both, we You're both right. want to get to the same place. I never thought about that. But we do, we're, we, we, from day one, we've automatically are just been on the same page. Yeah. And it's, and you're right, we don't talk about it. Right. We just know we want to get it done. That's right. I love it. Wherever you are watching or wherever you are listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We, we are, are Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>